welcome back. This is the City Breakfast Show. It's time for the Effective Living Series. Start of week two. And the Effective Living Series is brought to you by Petra. Trust Petra, achieve more. And Hallmark Freight and Logistics Ghana Limited. Hallmark is your trusted and reliable partner. So like I said, we'll be talking about parenting. Parenting. My mom always says that it's a tough job. Full-time job. Lifetime job. <laughs> and I have Letitia Ohinefa here with me. Good morning. Good morning, Nathan. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? Very well, thank you. So what exactly about parenting are we talking about today? Okay, so it's parenting in turbulent times okay. is the topic. Okay. And I think that... Like you just said, parenting is one of those things for me that is, it gives you every single feeling ever. So <laughs> it's tiring, it's rewarding, it's confusing sometimes, you're anxious about it, it mm. sends some people into depression. It's one of those things that um, transcends time for me. Okay. Because, yes, we're living in uncertain times, but parenting is one of those things where we go through uncertainty all the time. Mm. So whether it is your child is transitioning from one stage to another, whether it is um, there's a death in the family, mm. there's an illness in the family, there's a divorce, whatever mm. it is, there's always something that you're having to deal with as a parent, which could be difficult because you've never had to deal with it before until that moment. Okay. So parenting goes through all these phases. And this time is compounded by covid and the fact that it's not going away and our children must go to school because we need to return to some sense of normality, as mm -hmm. you guys were discussing earlier. So then what do parents do mm. with all of this? And I think for me, um, the goal for this conversation is to see how parents can provide a safe space for young people, for the children to feel loved, to feel safe, okay. to feel secured and not judged or um, shamed which is a major problem because it affects us in f later years. Okay. So how do you do this? Is to basically frame a goal for each parent that says, how do I support my child to become a lot more, if you will, responsible, mm -hmm. a lot more, um, a, a lot more responsible, <laughs> a lot more um, decisive? How do they move and transition in between the phases and what they're, Basically, how do they become solutions oriented? Okay. And um, people is what we need to look at in this time where our lives is completely disoriented. Mm -hmm. And the other thing with parenting is that if you have two children, they're not the same. Let's assume you have two. <laughs> yeah. So if you have more than two, you're even in trouble because then what's happening is that every child is different. Even if they have the same temperament, they're manifesting it differently in inclusion, in control, in affection. So it's confusing and not everybody knows what to do. Then you're also looking at their different love languages. Then you juxtapose all of that with yours. And you find that for the most part, we project our own feelings, our own fears, our okay. own aspirations onto the children. So how do you then sit back and figure out what do I do as a parent? So I just have three things. First, we need to learn, we need to unlearn, and then we need to relearn. Learn, unlearn, relearn. Yes. Okay. And then I'll go into that very quickly so we can have a conversation around it. But 
Alvin Toffler says that the illiterate of the 21st century will not be those who cannot read and write, but those who cannot learn and learn and relearn. Okay, so if you can't learn and learn and relearn, you are an illiterate of the 21st According century. According to Alvin, Toffler. Alvin yeah. Toffler. And that has nothing to do with your ability to decipher A from B or one from At two. All. At all. It's just to say that we are evolving. So as you're evolving, you've learned some things. You need to make sure that you're evolving with the times. And then you're reinventing. And we'll come to all okay. of that as we go along. Interesting. So keep that quote in mind as we go and ask your conversations accordingly. <laughs> okay. So what are the four things, critical things that you can learn as a parent now? For me, it's getting centered. Okay. It's something we haven't... Getting centered. Yes. Okay. And I'll explain that in a bit. Okay. But everything we need to excel for me is within us. And it's within our reach. The challenge is we are, we've become restless wanderers, as the Bible calls it. So we're all over the place and we are not taking the time to sit still and to listen to our inner voice. Mm. So we need to do a lot more of that. It's very critical. We need to focus on building stronger relationships with our children. And um, stronger relationships comes in various forms. So we'll talk about that in a bit. And then objectively brainstorm and find solutions to whatever problem it is that you're faced with in that time. And knowing to begin with that everything is surmountable. Everything is figureoutable. So start writing all the things down. I like to dump. So just dump. <laughs> <laughs> and as you're dumping, the solutions will come through that process. The fourth one is to tap into your network of support. Now, mm. when you look at your network of support, there are doctors in there, there are educators, there are all sorts of people, there are psychologists. You okay. tap into that network okay. so that you can broaden your own scope in terms of what it is that you need to learn. Will you put um, other parents in that group or you're talking about people who have expert knowledge in handling children and all that? In the network? Yes, the network. I'm oh, honestly. every parent. Because what it is is that you will always have... Um, a network, somebody within your network who has more knowledge in one area than you do. Okay. So that's a, this is a time to share. It's a time to f find a peer group that okay. can support one another. Okay. So you have something, a knowledge that they need, somebody else needs, they have, and then you feedback okay. on each other. Okay. So okay. that's what I mean. So these are the four things that you must learn. And let me expand on it a little bit quickly. So you look at getting centered. And Viktor Frankl says that between stimulus and response, there's a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. Okay. So if you're going to take advantage of that space, like I said, you must be still. You cannot afford to be running around. And typically what happens is that we all go onto social media, switch on the media, we're changing channels, okay. we're trying to find as much information as possible. possible. And this information is either making us scared, is making us, it's, it's depending on who you are and how you're triggered, the information can have a good or negative effect on you. And you're going to transfer that onto your children. So you need to be careful with that. So you sit still and then you deal with your own, you stop buying into all the fears around you and you deal with your own fears, your own uncertainties, your own temperaments, your, whatever it is that you deal with. And some of the questions that you're asking yourself is, 
in your silence is what is the best that can happen in the situation? Because there's always good in everything. Mm. What is the worst that could happen? So we're looking at the worst case scenario. And then you can find some answers. Once you've found some answers, clearly some will make you a bit anxious. But now <laughs> you need to begin to deal with your own anxieties. Otherwise, you project it. And the children don't have, some may have the capacity to deal with it by just switching off. Everybody deals with these things differently. Yeah. So you need to be careful not to project it onto them. So once you've dealt with your own anxieties, you have to take some time to do so. Do things that you love. Meditate, journal, whatever it is that supports you to deal with or work through your fears. And then you can anchor to your source of all supply. For me, it is God. I don't know what it is for you who's listening, but that's my anchor. And once I find that I'm anchored to my source, mm -hmm. I'm less fearful. Okay. I become fearless in that space. I'm more confident. I walk out and I go and do what I must do because I know that there's a higher power supporting me yes. and holding on to me. So that's what I would do. So whatever your sources. Now, the second thing under LEN is to focus on building stronger relationships. Mm -hmm. One of the things most of us have done, including me, is let the children go out of routine. But routine is good for children. <laughs> routine is good. It's very good. Well, you know well, that's partly well. why they like school. There's a time for everything. If you look at radio, I know what to expect. Bernard comes on. Um, right after you, we're expecting... Um, what is her name? AJ. AJ is coming yes. on. That, so there's some certainty with that. And then also, you all offer vari variety. So in the school system, there's a teacher who will come, a math teacher will come and go, then a science teacher will come and go. Mm -hmm. So they're getting both certainty and variety at the same time. They're feeding that. How do we create that even within our space today since they've been at home? Yeah. Do, are they getting, are we giving them that? So how could you do that? It doesn't matter what situation it is, whether it's COVID, whatever else it could be, the child is sick at home for a week or two weeks. How do you create some sense of routine back into their life? Because routine gives them safety. It gives them hope that this too will end and then something else something will come. Else will so show. then I'm more expectant of something else, okay. exciting. And then we need to listen more. In building po positive relationships with our children, we need to listen more than speak. I think most of us even tell them how to feel, especially, <laughs> especially. So, for example, if you're a melancholic parent, your child is crying, doing something. You may just want them to you, you, you. The way you would react to it is what you tell them to do instead of trying to figure out, OK, what is it? Maybe cry a little bit. And then when you're tired of it, okay. let's find a solution. So you could literally sit on the floor hold the child's hand, whatever it is, allow them to cry a little bit. When they're done, you work through whatever challenge they're going through. From this, then it would mean that a parent who probably has a weak grip, probably on their, not, I won't say a grip, but a, a lack of proper understanding probably of their own temperament might have to, like we've learned, learn that yes. before they can Absolutely. understand their child. Absolutely. And it's not really difficult to do. It's just to give it some attention. Mm. We just have to bring some awareness into that space okay. or some consciousness into okay. that space. Because our whole wiring is towards work. Yeah. So if we can bring some more consciousness into that space, we get to learn more. Because like I said, it's, it's not 
a one size or one day. You don't take a day to learn behavior. Behavior is consistent, it's progressive, so it's daily. Mm -hmm. So it's not just a day. So you don't just read a book and say that, okay, I know my temperament, I know my child's temperament. Some are learned, some are innate. So how do you even deal with the differences? Okay. So you learn to build um, these d relationships with your children. Like you we talked about temperament, and it's not only temperament. There's love language. So the way you deal with a child whose love language is affirmation, words of affirmation, is different from somebody who wants an act of service. <laughs> so <laughs> it makes it complex, parenting all complex. But you need to know, learn these things. And at some point, you need to even learn to parent yourself if you want to do it right. <laughs> Interesting. Learn to parent yourself. Because, you know, things happen. So we build, we form a lot of our belief systems, our patterns, etc. by age seven. And sometimes when we're faced with challenges, we want to go back into that space where you probably received a hug, you got some, you felt some security. Mm. So you start to act like that without even realizing it. <laughs> so you need to learn the art of even self-parenting to help you to go through difficult times because okay. that's the only way you can you can parent your children as well in a manner that lets them grow not let them regress mm. so if you don't take that space between the stimulus stimulus and response, response properly you either set your child up to fail or you set them up to succeed so it's important that you pay attention to that space okay so we've gone through getting centered building stronger relationships mm -hmm. the next thing is brainstorming and finding solutions. And finding solutions. Yeah. And that must be done with the children. I think we give them too little credit sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so we go through a lot of problems or a lot of solutions. And oftentimes we're quick to find or to issue out instructions for solutions. And it's not always the case. Sometimes you need to, like we said, we've just gone through talking about the different kinds of people that you need to deal with in an office space. You need to deal with people's working styles in yeah. addition to their <laughs> temperament and everything else in between. So that's what you do at home. So you need to brainstorm so that you have a collective solution to work with. Sometimes you need to even recreate or recraft your vision statement or mission statement to work with as a, as a team. Okay. How you're going to support one another. So you need to brainstorm these um, solutions with your children and then involve them as much as possible. As you're speaking, pay attention to your own triggers and work through your own triggers. It's important that you do so. And then you tap into your networks. Yes. You need to be able to have a network of people that it's said that your network is your net worth. Oftentimes, we seem to not necessarily make time for it or even know who we call when. But this is a good time to even if you can just take a moment to go through your contact list, find out who is who on your contact list, what you do with each one of them. If um, you're, you're struggling with. So one of the challenges I'm having now is my daughter has a sinus issue. They're going back to school. Now, when you sneeze, it's problematic. <laughs> yeah, in this context, yes. In this context, it's, be, it's problematic. And people Thank you. look at you strangely. But there are people with issues of asthma, people with all sorts, that can be easily misconstrued as a symptom for COVID. And it's not. And maybe even misdiagnosed and mistreated wrongly. So how do, you, how do I pay attention to this? So my network in this case will be the school administration. 
Okay. We'll be the school teachers. Mm, mm, we'll mm, be, mm, so mm. I need to, and then, of course, my doctors, whoever it is that I deal with. So how do I support my child to make sure that as they're going back to school, this is their current condition. How do they excel or thrive through the system okay. and not have any more issues or feel alienated by it? Then you are asking and questioning things as well. You're talking earlier on about um, the vaccine. How does it work? What, what, how, how would it, your, yeah. your antibodies, do you even know yourself well enough? Who is your doctor? How would that, what, what's that interplay? So you need to understand a lot of things for yourself and you need to ask a lot of questions in order for you to support both yourself and your children. So the support comes in the different roles that you play and the different roles that your children find themselves in. And this is where you get most of your answers sought out. Then you yeah. need to give them, like I said, when you're giving them some routine, you don't allow, you don't draw up a timetable for your children. <laughs> allow okay. them to do it themselves. Okay. Because then you're giving them control, some element of control to also feel that I can solve a problem like this or I have a part of the solution. Mm. I can be part of the solution um, process. It's very important for their development. Okay. So that's learning. That's learning. Mm-hmm. Interesting perspective. So we've we're done with learning. We'll get to unlearn and relearn. Yes. Okay. Those are very quick, so we can have a chat about it. Okay. Okay. But okay. Unlearning is really saying that things have changed. So sometimes we sit on conversations, and for people who are over forty, in our time, and our fathers and our mothers did this, and our fathers <laughs> are like, okay, we know and we appreciate it. But that's not the time we live in anymore. So that parenting style, which you have learned and has become your default, no longer works for today's children. Once upon a time, those community building where we had community parenting, anybody could correct anybody's child. Today, we don't have that. So mothers didn't work a lot or they worked from home for the most part. Um, there weren't too many children who were being raised by single mothers and divorced homes but today we have all of those things plaguing us we have um, children who are on their tablets and indoors a lot once upon a time they spend more time outdoors then there so there's so much happening the space ongoing there's so much to know and to learn so the time the time is different so we can't use the same stories or the same tools that we had in the past. So let's assume you have um, a 30-year-old and then your grandchild is about 12. You cannot use the same matrix to take, to take care of them. It could be the same values, but the way you express them uh, are completely different because okay. you need to pay attention to the times and the seasons that we're in. And for most of us, we need to learn it. COVID supported us to learn it because if you're in the workspace, irrespective of your age, you had to learn. There was a 94-year-old woman who would do Zoom meetings and she would always have someone next to her <laughs> trying to support her through the process. And for me, it was so beautiful. She's 94, okay. but she was learning. How to, to, how to yeah, do Zoom meetings. Thank you. And she was interacting with people. So you, we need to keep learning. We cannot stay where we are and use the same tools that we've acquired over the years for today's child, yeah. we will set them up to fail. So we need a lot more flexibility, 
a lot more collaboration with our children, a lot more conversation so that we know we can adapt to one another's styles. So that's unlearning. Okay. And what about relearning? Relearning is really simple. So we have the, if you look at the caterpillar or the eagle, let's use the caterpillar in this case. At some point, they stop to eat. They hang themselves upside down um, from a leaf and spin a cocoon to, to live in. And then within that space, that casing, a caterpillar transforms its body, eventually emerging into a butterfly, mm. which most of us love. I like butterflies. <laughs> They're cute. That process is difficult, but it's a necessary process of reinventing self. So what we need to now relearn is how to consistently reinvent ourselves okay. to fit today. And um, once you've gone through this process of making sure that you're learning, you are unlearning, you should at this point have come to the point where you know what kind of a parent you must be for your children. So if you know what kind of a parent you must be for your children, how do you then transform yourself or metamorphose into that person. Okay. What are the skill sets that you need? What is the change in behavior that you must exhibit? What are those um, values that you must live? What must you model for them? So you know this, and as you, you're going through the process, you should have by now outlined all of these and decide that you're going to take on a more transformational leadership role and encourage your children to do the same. So... We do this in the office, but we don't like to take it home. It's the same thing. So to transform as a leader, a leader is acknowledging your followers' needs. You're providing support and empathy for them. You're being more considerate of their individual talents, backgrounds, mm -hmm. whatever their nuances are. You're being more considerate in that space, no matter how difficult. A leader would also create an appealing vision. So you take a, a vision where everybody is showing optimism and wants to be part That's of. Awesome. You're creating a sense of purpose to encourage everybody to work together within your home space, even if it's just three people. Um, a leader, you're acting as a role model. And that's one of the things we need to consistently remember, that we're role models for these children. So if they are to follow us, then we must we model right. We have to do yeah. the right thing so they copy Absolutely. Okay. Okay. And leaders okay. challenge assumptions all the time. So part of the reinvention is to challenge your own assumptions, is to take some risk, like the way we all send in our children back to school. We have a choice, really, <laughs> yes. to say that you will or you will not. So whatever, whichever decision you take, it's a risk. It's a risk for you and your child. But you do have that choice to say, I choose to keep my child at home or I choose to take them to school, irrespective of their, of their age. So this is a time to think, think outside the box and to get creative and innovative. And as always, you can get your children to be accountable. Find some resource persons. Some, find some resources. There's a lot online. Not all of them is correct. So you need to... Filter. Um, yeah. You need to filter and find out. So read enough and then find out what is good, what works for you. After all, it's about you and your family. So okay. what do you want to do? How do you want to parent knowing everything that you have known so far? So listening to the Effective Living series on the City Breakfast Show, 
Proudly brought to you by Petra Trust, Petra Achieve More, and Hallmark Freight and Logistics Ghana Limited, your trusted and reliable partner. We'll take a snappy break. When we come back, we continue to learn more about effective parenting in turbulent times. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Today, many business owners are navigating unknown territories. We are asking new questions. Like how can we keep ourselves, employees and our customers safe and keep our businesses going? And how can we make sure we get them paid with minimal physical contact? But no matter how tough the times, remember, help says we can. That's why we can help you pay salaries and even your vendors here in Ghana or pay Forex abroad with our online banking enterprise. And together, we can keep ourselves, our businesses and the economy going. Visit firstnationalbank.com.gh and use our online banking enterprise for all payments. First National Bank, how can we help you? Do the one, two, three with Colgate. with Colgate toothpaste and give yourself a future to smile about. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Hey, Papa, no. Where's your friend Atu? I was at the bar with Atu the other day. He had bet on the game and tensions were high. Then Atu said, Charlie, we go lose, oh. But I told him, Charlie, Vim day. Then I'll go. I had won 15,000 Ghana cities. Then Atu said, wait, we bet for the same amount. How come I only got 9,000 Ghana cities? Then I asked him, yo, you didn't bet with Bet Planet. Wait, 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 wait. He didn't bet with Bet Planet? He didn't bet with Bet Planet, oh. So I went to take all my money. Then I told asked me, all your money. My betting people said I should wait on a few days, oh. For the best odds, biggest wins, and fastest payouts, visit www.betplanet.com.gh. So what are you doing now? Uh, I still did a line inside, oh. This advert has been vetted and approved by the Gaming Commission of Ghana. Bet responsibly, not for persons below the age of 18. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. Welcome back. This is the City Breakfast Show. It's the Effective Living Series brought to you by Petra Trust, Petra Achieve More, and Hallmark Freight and Logistics Ghana Limited. Hallmark is your trusted and reliable partner. I'm having a conversation with Letitia Oheniefa. We've been talking about parenting in turbulent times. We've gone through some very um, interesting points, Letitia. So we've done learning. Mm-hmm. Unlearning mm-hmm. and relearning. Yes. We've gone through the main points. But how, tell me, you know, you, you talk a lot about brainstorming, finding solutions, building stronger relationships with, with children, giving them some control, allowing them to, giving them a bit of a space for them to be creative and learn and all of that, find their own solutions. What will you tell parents who are very afraid because they feel that in their mind, they feel that. I cannot allow my child to have a bit of a free reign. Say, you mentioned drawing up a timetable. 
some parents will say, why should I allow my child to draw up a timetable? They probably won't put anything there or they'll have more playtime than learning time. And so I'm the one who draws up the timetable. This is the timetable. Follow it and, and everything is okay. That's a command and control kind of parenting, <laughs> yeah. and you don't want that. So the different types of parenting, you can look them up. There's four types of parenting. Um, and you always want to be in a space where you're empowering your child. Mm. And it starts with yourself. That's why I said cent get centered. That's the first place of call. Because if you're not centered, this is when your fear comes in. When you're centered, you operate from a place of love, not fear. Okay. So that's the most critical thing. Once you've calmed down in your stillness, you learn to, to flow from a place of empathy, more collaborative. So you begin to listen and understand the child. Of course, it depends on the age. If you have a child under five, some of them can draw. You can give them a piece of paper and they can draw. You may not make sense out of everything they have written, but they know that I am capable. That's a message you're giving to the child. Okay. That they're capable of making or finding their own solutions, of fixing their problems, of surmounting whatever challenge right. that they have. That's the message you're giving to that child. So if you want an empowering child, a child who's assertive, who can do their own, um, find solutions, basically run through the maze and find their own solutions, you need not to solve every problem for that child. Okay. So yes, you may have fears. We all have them. Every parent has some fear because you don't know. And we all second guess ourselves all the time. But once you know you've defined that goal, what am I looking for for my child? Then it makes it easier for you to sit back and say that, okay, let me just watch. And I make sure you're not getting hit, but I will support you to, to grow to, the, to your fullest. Okay. So that's what I'll say to that. Okay, in interesting. Um, let's talk a bit more about the relearning. Mm -hmm. You know, you mentioned <laughs> reinvention transformation and and all of that let's let, let's let's do some some practical stuff so for example yeah. for, for a parent who say a modern day parent let's say somebody who just had a child or somebody who had a child four or five years ago and now have to deal with this issue of learning from home or children going back or in this new age of learning via zoom and technology and all of that how do they keep themselves in tandem with the time of course we will say learn and all of that but how do they ensure that they are not in trying to be or in trying to reinvent themselves how do they ensure a balance of understanding the age but also wedding these kids to hardcore principles that have transcended thousands of years <laughs> i i like to look at these things from a values perspective okay so it's the value values don't run out of time yeah. like they, they it's 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 across time and space yeah. so once you can establish some values in your home mm -hmm. it's very important so have time to decide what is important to this family how do we want to show up in spaces how do we want to show up as a people i wake up in the morning and i want every engagement to do what this is what you must define for that family. Now, what does that look like for a one-year-old, for a toddler, for um, an adolescent? What does that look like? And how do you want that to, how do you want them to show up in these spaces? And be gentle with yourself. We are learning and we are all evolving and we're going through all these 
changes every day. Okay. You go out, you meet a new challenging situation, you have to come back and then figure out where does this all fit into my current space and norm. And you need to redefine, which is why it's important that you redefine. Okay. There's a, in organizational development, there's something called re-entry. So basically, you've come to work today. By the time you're going home, you're not the same person. Wherever you left at home is also not the same person. So you need to go back home and reconnect with that in mind. Knowing that there's something that I've learned, they've learned, that now will shift our matrix a little bit, but we'll have to learn to figure out what that is, which is why it's, in, in, it's important to always check in on how people's days went, how, what they learned, what they were um, influenced by during their day and how you're going to manage that within your new space or your new learning okay. and findings. So it is critical. Yeah. Uh, Yakubu Ibn Chambas has sent us a message. says, um, please ask your guests whether we have a concept called overlearning in children and what is the limit for learning in children? <laughs> okay. So if what I understand by your question is, I don't think there's anything like overlearning. Mm. I think that perhaps you're looking at school, okay. which is different from learning for me anyway. I think there's a vast difference between schooling and education. So learning <laughs> is daily. As I'm speaking to you, I'm learning something mm. from you. So it's, that's learning, and we never stop learning. Yeah. It's daily, it's hourly, it's moment by moment. Schooling is different. I went to study math from 5 to 10. I'm done. I'm going home. So that's a little different. So I think if I understand your question correctly, that's how I'd like to phrase it. So there's a difference between schooling. And if you can make that distinction, it's easier for you to maneuver. So children are at home now. I keep saying, for example, that for children who didn't go to school, for example, they could have learned so much home management which is very important. If you know how to manage your home, you can take a lot of those principles and apply them in your workspace and mm. you'll be fine. Okay. Because cleaning even a simple kitchen and paying attention to the sink and to the corners will help you to become a detail-oriented person. Mm. So when you're working, you're taking that same principle back into the workspace. And children must learn this. So we say a lot of children missed out in school. And yes, I understand because of our thinking that they only learn when they're in school. school yeah. But they learn when they're home. They learn when they're in church. They learn when they're playing. They learn everywhere. In play, they can learn to negotiate. So, for example, if two siblings are arguing, you shouldn't, as a parent, always go and find a solution for them. Allow them and teach them and guide them to negotiate on their own. They're learning a good skill. Okay. So I think sometimes we get too afraid of what we don't know <laughs> that we let the children miss out on too much learning. But in line with that, they are sometimes you listen to some parents and they are. They, I agree with you on the fear bit. I think mm. their fear is one of the unknown, and they probably don't want to expose children to risk they feel that it is important to shield them from all these other things and keep them here so they are fine and safe and you know you can control whatever it is they learn or not learn and all of that i don't know what you make of but because i think you make a very, it's a very interesting point when do you come in when do you how flexible should the space be when do you jump in to try and resolve matters when do you jump in to try and to try and provide guidance the, the children run to you themselves okay <laughs> 
they will come to you. So if you've created that space, they'll come to you. Otherwise, they'll find it. They'll find answers from a friend, mm. which is why it's important that you're centered and you create that space for them to come to you all the time. Okay. So if they can come to you as often as possible, or you have a good network of friends where you know that if my daughter doesn't come to me, she's likely to go to her dad or to this particular auntie of hers of ours and then she's going to get the kind of information that you would give perhaps in a different package but she will still get that information so it's important also that you surround yourself with the right network of people your circle of friends your inner core okay. must be such that they, you must all be working and aiming towards the same things okay. or similar things to support the growth of these children okay i think the other part of the question was what is the limit for learning mm, children there's, like, no there's no limit like i said if learning is learning the way i define learning <laughs> then there's no limit to learning so for example we say a lot of we, we project too many negativity so, so a child is running you fall down invariably that child will fall and perhaps get hurt so that's our thought we've last week we looked at the minds our the mindset yeah. and its its influence so you need to make sure that you're not giving that energy to the child to fall. Because if you've watched The Matrix, I love The Matrix. <laughs> so <laughs> I've watched that movie like a thousand times. Wow. I've watched The Matrix, the first one. The f yeah, the I, think rest I, I, don't like. I think the first yeah, one is good. The first one is incredible. Now, when you remember when um, Morpheus went into to the house, yes. then she says, be careful with the vase. And it yeah, fell. Then it fell, yes. Yeah. So it's our mind. So we manifest a lot of these things into being, especially the negative ones, than we do the positives. So as much as possible, if you, you take control of that space that you have between stimulus and response, you breathe and then you choose your response. Okay. And that always gives you, you can count backwards five to one, and that always puts you in a better space to respond than to react. And it's critical in parenting that we do that as often as possible. And sometimes you can ask your children for possible solutions. You can talk with them and through the situations. Okay. So I noticed that. <clears throat> what would you think, what do you think would happen or what are the possible, possible things that could happen if you continue at the rate at which you're going? And okay. then they will give you the possible and they will. Some may annoy, anger you, but <laughs> you need to learn to laugh over some of these things as a parent. So be kind to yourself. I think we're a bit too hard on ourselves okay. as parents because every aspect of parenting could be difficult. Mm. So you need to take, decide that I am going to be gentle with myself. I will learn to know myself as best as I can, be in awareness of my emotions as often as I can so that I can better provide the necessary support that my child needs. Interesting thoughts. Earlier, you talked about projecting our own fears, worries, concerns, and if I can extend, sometimes even dreams and aspirations, mm -hmm. because I've heard that so many times, parents want their children to toe a setting line, and perhaps maybe their children are gifted you know, in, in other areas, and some parents don't quite understand how is it that my child is gifted this way and I'm doing this. What will you tell such a parent who is probably seeing the obvious that it is very clear that my child's skill set is very different from mine? 
how do they take themselves to the point of understanding that this child is different and i'll have to accept that this child is different how do they one accept that and two how do they provide guidance to such a child who is probably different from theirs or they would wish their child would turn out the same as they did it's it's relearning so learn the new skills there are um, nine intelligences um, so read about it. Mm. Google it is available. Okay. There are nine intelligences. Begin to pay attention to how your child manifests um, on a daily basis when they're playing. What are some of their, what do they say? What do they do? What is their default mood in terms of a toy to play with or in terms of an activity to do? What does that look like? So begin to pay attention and educate yourself. So in this space, what do, every parent wants their child to be secure, yeah. to do well is what we say. We okay. want all our children to do yes. well. Now, can they do well in this space? It's the information that you have that will give you the power to choose. Okay. So you need to go back and find out what does this mean for my child? Okay, so maybe my child is a bit too, um, they're too eclectic. They're dancing, they're doing this, they're doing that. Where do they fit in the learning styles? How do they even leverage that to do well in school? Because every child can do well in even the most mundane subjects, the ones they don't like, if you know their intelligences and their learning skills and you can support them to leverage on that to do well in the other subjects. Okay. It's very easy to do, but you must learn these things and you must pay attention to your child and have the patience for that child. <laughs> the patience. Yes, you need to have the patience, <laughs> which is if you're operating from a place of love, you are kind oh. to yourself, you're patient with yourself and with that child as well. And that's what I would say people should do. So there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to keep on learning. And there's a lot to keep relearning. Mm -hmm. We need to continue to transform ourselves into like the butterfly. And each reinvention is more beautiful than the older invention. Wow, it's, it's been fun. Thank you so, so much. I've, I've learned, too. I'm not a parent, but this has been absolutely fascinating. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. Thank you too. Have a good day. Don't lose your head